This is the Sport Market, featuring the bulls and bears of sport business from coast to coast. Here's your host, Tom Manette. A big week for the BC Lions. They scored Touchdown Pacific, which is nothing but positive business development opportunities for the BC Lions. It's certainly a big win for the CFL as well. They're not going to do a Touchdown Atlantic regular season game this year, but they're doing it at the other coast, this left coast, and it's already created a lot of excitement in Victoria and South Vancouver Island. Uh, even Lower Mainland Lions fans already looking at this from a sport tourism point of view, uh, uh, getting a weekend in, in, in beautiful Victoria. Of course, the game will be in intimate surroundings at Royal Athletic Park. It'll be as little as 10,000 capacity, but more likely 14,000 capacity, uh, which is what they can expand to. Uh, certainly love the teamwork uh, coming up uh, in uh, the greater Victoria area, the Victoria Harbor Cats baseball team. Of course, they also play at Royal Athletic Park. Uh, they're going to support this venture in a big way. They were very prominent on Twitter slash X uh, earlier this week, celebrating the announcement by Tourism Vancouver, the city of Vancouver, sorry, Tourism Victoria, Destination Victoria, the Victoria uh, Sport Tourism City of Victoria, all excited. And Amar Dolman, of course, being there uh, in person to make the announcement, uh, given his Victoria roots. I mean, it all is a great uh, sport business story. It's a great community engagement uh, point of view. And as I said, it, it just creates a lot of excitement. The Lions will have seven, uh, uh, sorry, eight home game, regular season home games at BC Place in a year in which they're hosting the Grey Cup, and then they've got this special out-of-market game in Victoria. Certainly, it's a big week for the Vancouver Canucks uh, after the acquisition of Nikita Zadorov from the Calgary Flames. Hockey Night in Canada, Saturday night from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. The first game for Zadorov as a Canuck is against his former team, the Calgary Flames. What a great storyline that is. Uh, Canuck's mission is to go from this 500 on again, off again, win, lose, win, lose, um, uh, wash, rinse, repeat cycle that they've been on uh, over these last couple of weeks when they've been playing shorthanded, especially on the decor. Uh, Zadorov's acquisition helps that in a big way. Tino Ferras in the producer's chair from a BC point of view. This is also the beginning of the National Lacrosse League season. A disappointing result, but an entertaining result. Panther City from Arlington, Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They defeat the Vancouver Warriors, spoiling Kurt Malofsky's debut as the Warriors head coach. Yeah, it, I mean, you kind of nailed it. It was a little bit disappointing. The Warriors got off to such a hot start. It was 3-1 at the end of the first quarter before Panther City started to come alive. Um, but there's a lot of positives to take from from what we saw. The defense of Vancouver legitimately looked a lot better, and that's been one of the big talking points about some of the guys that have been brought in to bolster this defense. Uh, Panther City had less than 50 shots, and Vancouver had a plethora of block shots. They're turning themselves into the Soak squad uh, once again, in terms of of jumping in front of these shots, so um, yeah, a little disappointing the result overall. But I think from a defensive standpoint, there's a lot of positives, and 
it's important as a fan of the Warriors to remain patient and not fall into that mindset of here we go again with the Warriors with them having, you know, a whole new wealth of players at their hands now. He's Tino Ferrer. I'm Tom Manek, and we're joined by John Festinger of the UBC Law School, TRU, uh, and uh, Aziz Rajwani from the UBC Saunders School of Business, Langara College School of Management. We've got a lot of ground to cover this hour, including an appearance by Steve Ewan at the bottom of the hour. He's from the province and theprovince.com. Get him to weigh in on some of the big sport business storylines this week and go around the horn with us. A little bit of Canucks, Lions, Whitecaps, Canadians, Warriors and Vancouver Giants. Uh, We're also uh, going to be joined by Samantha Chang from Denton's. She's a lawyer with Denton's, but she's also host of the Broadcast and uh, a fervent follower of all things Vancouver Canucks. We'll get her take on the Nikita Zadorov acquisition as well. But we'll begin with the headlines in this morning's Sun Sports. Extra, extra. Welcome to Weekend Extra with Sun Sports, presented by the Vancouver Sun. Seriously, West Coast. Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger on the headlines in this morning's edition of the Vancouver Sun and the VancouverSun.com in Sun Sports. We'll go straight to you, Aziz. A bit of a compressed session uh, this week, but certainly the acquisition of Nikita Zadorov, uh, one of the big headlines going into the weekend. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks trying to uh, get back to at least even halfway between where they're at now and their last month of play uh, and try to duplicate the the, the, the the first month, uh, that's really what the doctor ordered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly in this case with the Canucks, it was, it was the defense that was a concern of the, even at the beginning of the season. And surprisingly, they played good. You know, the, you got a couple of new um, new defensemen there, Cole and Susie, but Susie goes down with an injury. And so this, this something had to be done uh, because otherwise, uh, you know, the, 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 the defense corps are depleted. And I think this is a good move. And hopefully, if he plays well, as I think he will, because it's a new environment. He wanted to get out of Calgary. He's here with a lot of his, uh, you know, com- compatriots, uh, et cetera. And I think he'll, he'll do well as a result. And then it remains to be seen whether they can sign him or what, did it just end up being a rental. But the cost paid wasn't so bad. So I think either way, it's going to be okay. Uh, John, uh, of course, uh, Patrick Johnson is all over the uh, front office moves this week by Patrick Alvin uh, as general manager. Jim Rutherford is president of uh, Hockey Operations. Uh, do you give this uh, acquisition a, a, a two thumbs up? I, I do. I, I think, you know, it's nothing but an opportunity and we need help on D uh, and especially because of injuries. So I, I don't see any downside. Uh, Aziz, the the headline really says it all. That leap from being a good team to a contender for the Stanley Cup is the toughest leap to make. Absolutely. And, you know, they've made a good, you know, the roster moves that they have made uh, have been very good. And it's recognized, it's being recognized, excuse me, not not just in our city, in our province. We follow the Canucks very much, but it's also being, you know, Toronto media is actually talking about what a good job the Canucks have done of rebuilding the team. So when you're getting that kind of attention from the Globe and Mail national reporter, uh, I think I, I think you know it's well acknowledged that they've made good moves and they're still continuing to make moves. And what they've also left themselves is with with a little bit of space to make at the trading deadline if possible. Uh, 
Uh, another headline on the section page of Sun Sports and hard copy of the paper and online at VancouverSun.com. Uh, Angel Reese, the uh, LSU uh, forward, uh, returning to LSU. Uh, certainly, uh, she's become one of the biggest women's sports stars in the United States, south of the border. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball naming uh, Shohei Otani the top designated hitter in MLB. But, John, a terrific cover story by J.J. Adams of the Vancouver Sun and the province uh, newspapers. Uh, and, and this is on the weekend and the week in which Christine Sinclair is doing her retirement farewell tour of Victoria and Vancouver. Of course, she'll be playing at BC Place. Uh, actually, she won't be playing at BC Place. She'll be playing at Christine Sinclair Place on Tuesday, uh, renamed for that 24-hour period. But as per J.J. Adams' story, uh, the rise of social media is having a, a real uh, deterrent, uh, a real negative effect on sport, youth sport in particular, driving a lot of kids away from it because some of the online bullying that's accompanied by it. Yeah, very unfortunate situation. There's lots about social media that we have to figure out how to tame, but very, very, very high on the list is its effect on kids uh, and kids' mental health and the opportunity it it creates for kids to be bullied. Um, So lots of work to be done, whether through regulation or self-regulation. Of course, Christine Sinclair uh, uh, gets a lot of coverage in this morning's edition of the Vancouver Sun and online at VancouverSun.com. Canada uh, 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 took out Australia in the first of two friendlies. Uh, That was in Langford uh, in Greater Victoria on Friday. Uh, Great crowd there. Uh, Aziz uh, or or John, this is one of those situations where Christine Sinclair, who is very private, she's not necessarily the go-to when it comes to uh, media availability. It's not what she prefers. She does it as a professional, but it's not what she prefers. Uh, Certainly, she can't escape the spotlight as this retirement party nears. No, she can't, and I'd like to think that she doesn't want to. Um, uh, It is an opportunity for everybody. You know, we always say to ourselves, I wish I had seen that player I had. I, I wish I could have witnessed that. Well, this is the opportunity for people to witness Christine Sinclair for all that she has accomplished. And and Tom, you've talked about Neon Dion, the Sports Illustrated, you know, person of the year for for sports, and doesn't make absolute makes absolutely no sense to me. But she is the exact. She's antipodal to what Neon Dion is, and yet with such grace comes the humility and the athletic prowess and. The, I mean, you just can't say anything. Words escape trying to describe what this what this woman has done and the impact that she's had. And she's done it in such a humble manner. To me, that's the most important thing. Never drawing attention to herself, but always to other people. And but she speaks with a very loud voice, as as in the interview that that her coach said yesterday after after the loss to England uh, in 2012. The locker room. He didn't have to go in there and say anything. They already knew. That she'd spoken to them. He didn't tell us what she'd said. She was very quiet, but they were ready to win the bronze medal game. 
Uh, he's Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger, uh, myself, Tom Manek. We're all happy to have you along for the ride here in Weekend Extra with some sports. Uh, just wrapping things up, all kinds of other stories above and beyond the uh, Christine Sinclair uh, retirement after almost a quarter century being Canada's leading role model for soccer period, not just women's soccer. And of course, the all-time international goal-getting uh, uh, leader, not just women's soccer, but soccer period. Uh, ski jumping, um, uh, talking about the very unique proposition that the Canadian team uh, is actually training in Slovenia. Uh, talk about how the uh, the Pinto suspension, the gambling education uh, uh, controversy from last month, uh, that is really putting the league into overtime in terms of working with the uh, NHLPA on gambling education and, and making sure that the players understand the guidelines and are following them. Uh, Certainly all kinds of um, uh, good stuff in the pages of Sun Sports, including the fact that um, uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to be uh, a marvel here. Uh, he's determined to play again this season, despite having the torn ACL in the season opener earlier this year. All those stories in the hard copy of the newspaper uh, and online at VancouverSun.com. Big shout out and thank you to Aziz Rajwani, uh, John Festinger, thanks not only for uh, being part of Weekend Extra with Sun Sports, but for everything you do for the sport market. Go Canucks, go! Agreed. Go Canucks, go. There we go. Next up, we hear from Dave Hansen, who will be featured on this weekend's edition of Pastime Radio, the collectible show. Of course, Dave Hansen of the Hansen Brothers of the cult classic uh, Slapshot. We ask him... What was it like to work with Paul Newman in Slapshot, the most popular and successful uh, Canadian, uh, sorry, North American sport movie of all time, hockey movie of all time? That's next. Dave Hansen right here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network. The Sport Market, rating and debating the bulls and bears of sports business. It's a learning lesson, and we've done a good job in a lot of these games this year. Um, but this is this is something to we got to go back to the drawing board and like, hey, we got to make sure we uh, prepare for every game, um, whoever we play, and these these th- these matter. You know, no one position where to go. I mean, that's it, you know, you just got to chip away at this stuff. Vancouver Canucks head coach Rick Tockett after the Thursday night loss to the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, certainly he said what he just did there. Uh, Quinn Hughes talking about it being a measuring stick. Uh, certainly yeah, you leave that game and you know that uh, the Golden Knights, both in terms of current performance, even though they've struggled in the last week or two, current performance this year and the fact that they've won a Stanley Cup and made two Stanley Cup finals over the past five years certainly gives them an experience advantage over the Vancouver Canucks. But make no mistake, uh, injuries do happen and you cannot separate the Vancouver Canucks um, downturn in the last two to three weeks from the injuries 
that the team has incurred, especially on the rear guard unit. And that's why the acquisition of Nikita Zadorov from the Calgary Flames is so important going into tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. And certainly that'll be one of the talking points that Tino Farah uh, is the, just the, the, the coincidence that he begins his Canucks career playing against his old team. There, there should be no shortage of motivation for him, but also no shortage of uh, motivation for the Flames faithful at Scotiabank Saddledome to uh, let him hear it. Yeah, especially being one of those guys that that wanted out and publicly made it known that that he wanted out. It's certainly going to be an interesting one to follow because so many people talk about how, I feel like my dad has told me this since I was growing up, that all it takes is one trade, like a new environment for that one player to have a new burst of life to be able to like find his game. And that's not to say that Zadorov hasn't had a decent season to this point, but the fact that he's going to be running on adrenaline, he's got a new team, a whole new group of guys that he's working with, and then he's in a hostile environment that he just came from, I, I think it's going to be uh, pretty electric television. He's Tino Ferra in the producer's chair. I'm Tom Manek. We're both very happy to have you along for the ride here as we rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business. Uh, if you're listening on Sports and 650 Vancouver, uh, you definitely need to keep it locked right here because 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock Pacific, it is Pastime Radio, the collectible show, and a feature attraction of this week's edition of Pastime Radio is none other than Dave Hansen of the Hansen Brothers, a former NHLer, former WHAer, and actor, uh, part of uh, the most successful uh, hockey movie of all time, and certainly the most popular in terms of being a cult classic. Uh, we had on Pastime Radio last week, uh, Alan Nichols, who plays Captain Johnny Upton in the movie from 1977. This week, it is Dave Hansen. Both Nichols and Hansen were at the official uh, or, or the big trade night that was held two weeks ago at the Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games. So keep it locked right here on Sportsnet 650. Uh, and certainly uh, check your listings on other uh, stations in the Sport Market Radio Network uh, uh, here in British Columbia uh, for your access to the show that is about all things collectibles, trading cards, signed memorabilia, uh, tabletop games, and uh, uh, certainly um, uh, apparel as well. Dave Hansen, always a pleasure. And of course, he is so appreciative and so grounded in the notion that the opportunity to work with Paul Newman completely changed the course of not only his hockey career, but his career overall. We asked him what it was like to work with the Oscar winner. Well, it's interesting from my perspective, which I'm sure... Uh, and I would be surprised if Alan didn't say something similar. But you know, we, we being Jeff, Steve, and myself, and a few of the other guys that were the actual professional hockey players there, you know, we were in our natural element as far as being in the arena, being on the ice, you know, playing the game, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, after a rough start, when um, when George Royal, the director, said action, and we tried to act. Um, and he finally pulled us aside to stop acting, just, you know, be yourselves. And then, then we were off sailing is that, you know, with Paul, um, if you didn't know that he was the mega superstar, 
you wouldn't know he was the mega superstar. He was there um, rubbing elbows, having fun, drinking coffee, drinking beer, laughing, pulling jokes, asking us, which was really odd, hey, what, how do I do this? How should I do that? You know, I got this scene coming up in hockey, et cetera, et cetera. And we would kind of give him our two cents. And he suddenly, the next thing we know, we, we watch him. He's off in the corner uh, mastering it. Uh, so, you know, Paul was just a genuine, honest, one of the finest people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting uh, that we spent a good three months, three plus months with every day straight. And then even after that, you know, obviously he went on you know, to do his big thing, but never forgot us. And, uh, and anytime I would call or write, uh, he would he would be there. He would answer and and hey, come on out to the race. Yeah, I'd love to see you. Or you know, what can I do for you, kind of guy. That is the voice of Dave Hansen of the Hansen Brothers from the movie Slapshot, 1977. 46 years and counting. That's the amount of time that has passed since the Hansen Brothers first made their appearance. And certainly it's iconic with the the black, thick-rimmed glasses. Uh, We also get the chance to ask him about, you know, that whole experience and the trademark. And, of course, he jokes that that's their uh, Clark Kent routine. They put those glasses on and they become uh, uh, instant sex symbols, you know, in the sport of hockey. On the sport market podium, funded by Alpine Credits, we've been talking about our gold medal story, number one sport business story of the week, the communications chaos, uh, and Corey Perry, that uh, uh, controversy uh, bringing mental health and substance abuse into focus uh, above and beyond just how damaging social media can be from. Uh, uh, unverified sources in terms of rumor mongering and, and, and pretty hurtful rumor mongering in this particular case, of course. Silver goes to Touchdown Pacific. It is such a great move by the Lions and the CFL that it really could be branded Touchdown Canada because the whole league wins in this respect. And then bronze, some concern in Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg just, despite being one of the better performing teams in recent years and including this year, uh, their attendance has sagged. They don't have a single sellout this year, including their home opener. And this is at the smallest arena in the National Hockey League at uh, 15,004 seats. We'll get into some of the theories around why that might be happening. We'll also compare and contrast with how the Canucks are doing at the box office and also weigh in on just how much opportunity is driven by Touchdown Pacific for the BC Lions. That and a lot more at the bottom of the hour. We'll be joined by Steve Ewan of The Province and theprovince.com. Still to come, Samantha Chang of The Broadcast. You're listening to us rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business on the Sport Market Radio Network. You're listening to The Sport Market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Mayonette. Yeah, of course, it's a measuring game. They're first in the division. They, uh, you know, were best team in the league last year. And, um, you know, we're not going to take it. I think I saw a talk say something that if we win, it doesn't mean we're anything. And if we lose, you know, it's the same thing. Um, you know, they're better than us tonight. And we got the next 55, 60 games to measure ourselves up against the rest of the league. And see, we'll see where we're at. Quinn Hughes describing the Thursday night loss to the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights as a, open quotes, 
measuring stick, close quotes. Another measuring stick will be how much of an impact does the big stick of Nikita Zadarov make for the Vancouver Canucks? He's known for having a real physical presence, uh, certainly uh, will shore up a injury-depleted uh, back line for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And as part of our discussion with Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com, who's going to take us around the horn of the major Vancouver and BC sport franchises, beginning with the Vancouver Canucks. And first of all, your take, Steve, on the acquisition of Nikita uh, Zadorov. It feels like we've lamented the Canucks, you know, people taking advantage of the Canucks being in a bad situation with be it cap or players or whatever it is. Now it feels like they were smart and, and kind of, you know, saw a chance to to jump on a couple teams that you know, were struggling both with, you know, Chicago and Calgary. So, I, yeah, I, I, I like the move. It makes them better. Uh, I've said all along that they needed to revamp the defense. They've added a, a guy that, that should be able to play in their top six. Uh, it hasn't, hasn't cost them a ton. Uh, I, I like it. I, it's the it's kind of trade that good teams seem, seem to make. Uh, Steve, you and I talked about this uh, uh, during the latter part of the the Jim Benning years, whereby there was really a a, a a crisis in consumer confidence around the front office of the Vancouver Canucks in those last few years, in particular. Uh, certainly. Uh, the market has been on the outside looking in and far removed from the the halcyon days of 2011 and 2012, the back-to-back President's Trophy years. Uh, but certainly, this appears to be the most uh, comprehensive front office effort uh, that we've seen. And, and we're starting to see some results. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. But do you detect how improved the consumer confidence is in the administration of Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin? It, 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 it truly does. It feels like that. It feels like people are getting excited again and people are starting to, you know, that, that kind of mainstream fan who maybe tune, tune them out of that mainstream fan who wondered if Bexa was still on the team is starting to kind of, you know, kind of hone in on, on the guys they have now and what they're about, and it just it feels like there's some smart, savvy moves. I think the I think there's a line there where you can't get too excited yet that this team still hasn't done any anything really major as far as success. But it feels like it's trending the right way. It's going to be about getting Patterson signed. It's going to be you know there's things they need there's things they need to do in the next step before we're. If, before we've got a regular contender in town, like a, like a team that's going to be in the playoffs for year after year after year, but it does, you know, it's it's uh, you feel like things are going in the right direction. We're talking to Steve Ewan of the Province and the Province dot com, going around the horn with the major franchises. Before we leave the Canucks, just on a attendance uh, side of the equation, ticket sales side of the equation. Montreal Canadiens lead the seven based Canadian teams, uh, seven Canadian based teams at 100% capacity. That's a 21 105 at the Bell Centre. Toronto Maple Leafs at the Scotiabank Arena are at 99.6% capacity. The Vancouver Canucks, third in line at 99% capacity. We haven't seen those numbers since 2013 um, uh, 2014 uh, season. Uh, yeah. Is it something that matters? 
matches your overall sense of the way the marketplace is more engaged with the team at this stage? It does feel, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going back to my local pub and, you know, looking there and, and seeing that suddenly there seems to be more people around on Canuck Nights and there seems to be more people paying attention. There seems to be more cheering. And I, I, it feels like you're seeing more jerseys, you know, in the streets and in the mall and when you go out, you know, go out to pubs and things. It does, it, it feels like there's more interest. It feels that, that, that there's, people are starting to get excited again. I mean, I, I they're going to have to keep keep moving and they're going to have to keep keep trending in the right direction. There's a lot of work to do, but it does, if it, 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 there's a positive tone being kind of taken on the team that may, maybe we hadn't seen for four or five years. Let's shift gears to the BC Lions. Uh, Mar Doman continues to say and do all the right things as owner and governor of the Leos, uh, CFL and the Lions, along with the Ottawa Redblacks, announcing uh, Touchdown Pacific August 31st at Royal Athletic Park in Victoria. Uh, how big an opportunity is this from a provincial marketing point of view for the Lions? Period with sponsors and season ticket holders. I think people want to see that you care. And I think by by taking the game to Victoria and, and getting that fan base a chance to a, an easier chance to see the Lions firsthand, I think it show, shows that. I think I, it's it's gonna. Where do they go next? Do they get a game up to Kelowna or Campbell's? Do they, you know? I, it, it feels like they're opening up things and they're becoming more provincial and and, and they're they're treating their fan base like like they matter. And I, I think that's. The, the teams that have had success, like the the, the baseball team, the, I mean, they've had success with the C's. So I, I think that's part of why they've why things have gone well for them. So you know, we're seeing other teams go that go that same route. Steve Ewan, we're going to go from uh, the BC Lions to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, what do you think is the number one priority this offseason uh, for the uh, Whitecaps? And what do you sense that they're thinking about in terms of emerging uh, potential competition from Vancouver FC and Pacific FC uh, on the professional soccer side of things here in, in British Columbia? I think they just need to find a way to, to, to stay in the news cycle. I think to, to to take the momentum at they had at the end of the year, to to get their players out to 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 be uh, front of mind. I, I think that's always a challenge for them. It's such a short off season that I mean that's a, that's a huge advantage, but I, I think they need to keep it going. I think they just need to stay in that new cycle, particularly with the hockey team and the football team doing as well as they're doing. Vancouver Warriors, uh, they opened on Friday night, of course, the perfect script for Kurt Malofsky's debut as head coach and general manager, uh, essentially, uh, would, would have been a win. That didn't happen. Uh, a Panther City uh, winds up uh, winning on behalf of its fans in Fort in Dallas-Fort Worth, 11-7. Uh, what's your big takeaway from that game and also the, the mood and atmosphere at Rogers Arena on Friday night? Um, for sidelight, I don't understand the Panther City name. I, I was going to ask you. <laughs> I don't know. How, I, it's that's a hard one for me to market. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you, I, 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 I don't have the answer for you because uh, I've always been troubled by them going in that direction. Uh, uh, you know, even just. You know, Dallas, uh, politically, why they would want to, you know, confuse um, uh, national and international level fans like that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, 
Anyway, sorry, that was me going off on a tangent there. Uh, I, You're I always welcome to tangent. First rate. I think it continues to be first rate. There was their kind of season intro was 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 fun. Um, I thought they played very well for the first half. First, you know, maybe into the first quarter, maybe into the you know second quarter, maybe you know maybe first half. I thought they struggled offensively after that. Um, I, I, there's work to be done. I I do think that that the group they've brought in is is going to get that work done and understands what it takes. And, and there, again, it feels like there's more talk about that team now. And I think uh, get a couple wins under their belt. I think you'll see their numbers rise as well. Uh, Steve, we've got uh, you for another minute and a half here, so let's uh, take our our stabs at the off season of the Vancouver Canadians and where the Vancouver Giants uh, and and some of the other BC franchises are at in the WHL. First, with the Vancouver Canadians, um, the parent club still appears to be making a strong play for Shohei Otani. Is that just wishful thinking on behalf of our media scribes and insiders, or uh, and I asked you this last week do you see any universe where otani as a blue jay happens i would be stunned i i just i can't i can't see him going to toronto i could see him going to a major you know major u.s city uh, i i just i think he's as good a mark i i think you could really market him in you know, a big u.s city. i can't see him coming to canada um It'd be great. I mean, I think it would be a, a ton of fun. I, 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 Seattle seems to make sense to me or somewhere on the West Coast. So I, I, that would be my betting. And the Vancouver Giants, Kelowna Rockets, Prince George Cougars, uh, uh, Victoria Royals, uh, and the Kamloops Blazers, uh, they make up the BC division. Uh, so far, uh, the hottest of the pack, of course, is the Prince George Cougars. They have been building for this year. They've got a good group. Uh, they're getting out their scoring. Uh, I, I, they, they've got a, a group of defensemen that, that get the puck up the ice. I, they're going to be a tough out. Um, I think uh, Prince George and the Portland Winterhawks are the two best teams in the Western Conference. I think third spot is open. I, I've, I think the Vancouver Giants need to get healthy. I, it, they just, there's, there's still a lacking identity, and I wonder how much of, of that is health and, and how much of that is just where they're at. I think they're going to have to prove that. Steve, as always, we really appreciate... I feel lacking identity, it feels like, today, but... Try. There's never, 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 never a lack of identity on 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 your side of things. We so appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Have a terrific uh, rest of the weekend, and we we'll look forward to touching base with you and going around the horn with you again next week. Thanks so much. All the best. He is Steve Ewan of the Province and theprovince.com. Next up, the acquisition of Nikita Zadorov. What does it mean for the Vancouver Canucks? What does it mean for the direction of the Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin front office? Samantha Chang of the Broadcast gives us her take next, right here on The Sport Market. You're listening to The Sport Market on Sportsnet 650. 
Vancouver with Carson Soucy out, I'm sure they felt a little pressure to want to add and get to their blue line, but you essentially got him for what? Beauvillier in a third rounder. Forget that fifth in a couple years. It's Beauvillier in a third. This is a great move for Vancouver. Luke Gazdick of Sportsnet weighing in on the Nikita Zadorov trade, the acquisition by Canucks general manager Patrick Alvin of the Russian defender, the Russian defenseman, now playing his first game as a Canuck this weekend against none other than the Calgary Flames. Joining us for her take on this latest move and all things Canucks from a hockey ops and a business ops point of view is Samantha Chang of the Broadscast. Uh, uh, She's a lawyer at Denton's, but has a heck of a lot of fun weighing in on the Canucks and sports talk uh, with the Broadscast. Uh, Your first reaction, Sam, uh, when you heard that Patrick Elvin had actually pulled this off. You know what? I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's been a long time since we've seen the club string together a bunch of deals that actually made sense and weren't overpayments. And I thought I thought it was a good acquisition. You know, I was asking that earlier uh, in the show, uh, just about uh, how long it's been since the, the Canucks and most of the media analysts and commentators in the market could give a deal double thumbs up and and and, and clearly sort of open quotes winning such a transaction. It, it's it's been a number of years, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think I think Zadorov's going to be a good addition. I think there are times where he uh, is maybe a little bit irresponsible defensively, but for for the price they paid, I think it's a fantastic deal. Uh, the uh, uh, two transactions obviously couldn't have happened apart. There needed to be the Bouvillier move uh, earlier in the weekend. Uh, in terms of stock uh, value of your uh, stock or your confidence in this front office, given those two moves in, in rapid succession, uh, how much of an impact did it make? Did it take you B B plus to definitely an A, or uh, do you still need to see a little bit more work before you have that kind of confidence? I think I'm probably still around a B B plus. Um, it's I I think you know that I need I I'm a skeptic, Tom. I think I need a little more time before I give them that A. But I think and I do think part of it is you know, what they're doing is competent management. It's good management, but we're, we're so used to seeing poor management that it probably looks better than it is. We're talking to Samantha Chang of the broadcast. Uh, give us your sense as to where, based on just having passed the quarter season mark of this 2023-2024 NHL season, uh, Canucks are in divisional uh, 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 playoff position as we speak. Do you see them as a divisional playoff team, a wildcard team, or do you still see them falling short this spring? I think they'll be a playoff team. I think when you get off to the kind of start that they've had, they, you know, they, if they had beat Vegas on Thursday, they would have been 10 and five in November. Um, when you have that kind of start through, through the first part of the season, it's actually pretty hard to fall out of playoff position. I think something like 80% of teams, actually, if, if you're in a playoff position at this point at American Thanksgiving, you're going to be a playoff team come the end of the season. So I, I don't see them falling out. Um, and that's maybe the most optimistic thing I've said about this team in a long time. Uh, 
Uh, Sam, let me ask you this. Uh, out of the uh, the teams that the Canucks either need to overtake or stay ahead of, and you know they've spent most of the season a point or two behind the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in the at the top of the Pacific Division and 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 the Western Conference. Uh, you see, the Oilers have won four straight going into the weekend. Flames are playing better. It's a big game uh, between them and the Canucks on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday night. The LA Kings seem to be a real dynamo and certainly the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken uh, you'd expect them to sort of um, play better than they have so far in the first quarter who are the ones that most concern you as teams that could very well uh, challenge the Canucks for that divisional position or for a wild card spot I mean the the Oilers are the most obvious answer um, and I think they they'd probably be ahead if they didn't have such a rough start to the season. But, you know, good on the Canucks for getting out to a hot start and taking advantage of that, right? Like, that's they had a couple of head-to-heads that they they won as well, and they put themselves in a good position. Um, but I think that's the most obvious challenge. And I've been pretty high on the Kings the last few seasons, so I think that's, that is probably the other team that I would be the most concerned about. We're talking to Samantha Chang of Denton's here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Uh, last one for you. In terms of word of mouth, uh, buzz in the community, especially among your, your millennial friends and, and, and professional associates, how much of an uptick has there been in terms of uh, interest in the Canucks uh, so far this first quarter of this season? I think there's definitely been an uptick. Um, in particular, I would say the last few years, it's been difficult for season ticket holders, um, firms to to give away tickets to clients and to have business development events at games. Um, you know, like when they when they were losing, it was just not a good time. It was hard to you couldn't pay people to take the tickets. Um, whereas I think this year I've seen definitely an uptick in clients who want to go to events um, and a lot of friends who want to go see it. And that's, that's kind of the natural consequence of winning. Sam, as always, we so appreciate all your perspectives. Thanks not only for today, but everything you do for the sport market. Have a terrific rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Tom. She is Samantha Chang, a lawyer with Denton's and the host of The Broadscast. You can check that out online. Always an entertaining and opinionated take on all things Canucks. Uh, Last word will go to Tina Farah in the producer's chair. Do the Canucks still press the button on Ethan Baer given their acquisition of Nikita Zadorov? As long as they can find some room, uh, financially speaking, absolutely, why wouldn't they? There you go. That sounds pretty straightforward to me. Big shout out and thanks to Tina Farah and the producer's chair. All of our guests on the sport market, including regular contributors Rick Horo, John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani. Uh, we've been rating, debating the bulls and bears of sport business. You can follow us on X at the sport market. That's T-H-E sport market. You can also download our podcasts and, and find them at sportsnet.ca slash 650. We're going to close out the hour and close out the weekend with this lighter side take on the business of sport. The Sports Market on Sportsnet 650 presents The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. Tom Brady says he thinks, quote, there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. 
come on, they're just at Thanksgiving Day viewership records. When has the American public ever settled for mediocrity on TV? Or maybe he was talking about the Patriots. Did you see where ESPN flexed them right off a Monday night game in mid-December and banished them to a 1 o'clock Eastern game on Sunday? They're so bad, I'm surprised they didn't reschedule the game to Europe. Mr. Belichick, here's your ticket to Reykjavik. We're trying to grow the game in Iceland. How come it's one way? Touchdown Pacific. The Lions and Red Blacks will play a regular season CFL game in Victoria. The game will be played at Royal Athletic Park, whose previous biggest event was a hacky sack tournament. You've been listening to the Rolfson Report. Urban Rolfson, a special feature of the sport market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at facebook.com slash sport market.